with one another here in this building or even out in the vestibule area. When we dismiss today, we're going to dismiss you after the family is dismissed, row by row. You will listen to the ushers, and they will dismiss you properly. I will give these instructions at the end of this service. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Our hearts are with you, Mama. Hearts are with you, Dad. Grandma, granddad, little brother. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You know what? If there's going to be any good news today, the good news is today is not the last day that you'll see her. Okay? If you live your lives and that life is pleasing to God, you will see her again. Amen. I need everybody to put your hands together. Come on, put your hands together. Funeral directors, um, you may retire. Please listen to our call to worship. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Jesus said, with blessed assurance, in my Father's house, there are many dwelling places. Dwelling places prepared for us, children of God. He promised, if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you there myself. So that where I am, there you may be also. <laughs> Jesus said, you know the way to the place where I'm going. <laughs> but Thomas had doubts. <laughs> he said, but I am the way, the truth, and the life. And if you believe in me, you can go and be with me as well. Amen. We have come today on this sad occasion to say goodbye to little Miss. <laughs> oh, little Miss Princess, you all are calling her. We are here to say goodbye to our princess. But we are here also to celebrate our Christ. This is the day that the Lord has made. And we will rejoice and be glad in it. Even though our hearts are saddened, we still rejoice because we have a merciful God who is here with us right now. Let us bow and go to God in prayer. Oh Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Lord, we come before you now with sad hearts. We come with tears rolling down our faces. But Father, we come because we need you. We need you during this hour. We need your power. This mama, this daddy, these grandparents, this brother, this family, they need you, God. They need you, oh Father, to wrap your loving arms around them during this time. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus. That as you move up and down the aisles, that you make your presence known. Allow the people who are gathered here and even those who are joining us on live stream, God, we just pray that they feel your presence. Oh God, move about. Do what you do best. Show us, oh God, that you are the Lord our God 
who is with us. God, be with this preacher today. Stand him up today, God, in the name of Jesus. Be with these other ministers, oh God, who are here. God, we thank you for them. Thank you for Reverend Peyton and thank you for Reverend Richardson. God, thank you for them. Thank you for Scott, who is leading us in worship on the piano. God, do what you do best. Help us to sing the songs of Zion. Help us to pray your prayers and read your scriptures. And God, when we leave here today, we're going to leave here knowing that we have been in your presence. God, we love you. We thank you. We ask, oh God, for your power to rest upon this place right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Would you put your glad hands together? Come on, put your glad hands together. Not glad that we're here, but glad that Jesus Christ is in the building. We are welcoming him into our worship today. We're going to hear a song at this time, His Eyes on the Sparrow. Tony Davis and Gwen McRae, would you receive them as they come? discouraged and why should the shadows come why should my Watches, watches me. 
going to let it sing it. Hallelujah. Twenty-three, Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. God's word for God's people. Amen. Hey, everyone. Uh, to the family and friends, um, I come to you with this New Testament reading, uh, the words of Jesus uh, John 14, uh, chapter 14, verses 1 through 6. Uh, the word says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, 
what I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. And Thomas said to Jesus, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? And then Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Amen. Would you guys please bow your heads with me in prayer? Dear God, I come to you, Lord, this afternoon uh, with a broken heart. A broken heart, God, because uh, that little Miss Diana was taken way, way too soon, God. And Lord, I cannot imagine what this family and what her friends that knew her deepest and knew her most are feeling right now in the pain that they feel in their sorrow. But God, what I do know and what I can speak to is that you care for them, God. You love them so, so much. And God, I pray that in this moment that you would wrap your ever-loving arms around them, that you would comfort them because you are a God of comfort. God, listen to their cries. And when they cry, Lord, cry with them. When they mourn, mourn with them. And when they hurt, God, man, feel their hurt, feel their pain. And God, I pray that you would show them the cross, that you would show them Jesus. God, show them that you care for them and that you have always cared for them and that you will continue to care for them, God, in the days, the weeks, and the months ahead, that no matter how deep their pain may get, no matter how deep their darkness may feel, God, call them to the light that is your son, Jesus. God, you cared for us so much that you gave him us. He would sacrifice his life so that we would know that you care, that you care for us. God, bring friends, bring family, and surround this family with your love in the days to come, the weeks ahead. Bring phone calls, bring texts that will continue to comfort them in their time of sorrow. And God, help us at St. Paul Church to be with them, to check in on them, to walk with them, and to remind them that they are not alone. We love you, God. And in Jesus' name I pray, amen. First, I have a message to you, bro. You know, we've been down this road a few times. But, hmm, this song right here, it's been helping me get through it. I wasn't going through it, but it just, the atmosphere right now is just so thick. And I feel what y'all feeling. That's my niece. That's my Zaza. 
try to make it through this one. Amen. So bear with me. Because I'm still out of breath too from running in here. But it's one thing I always say. I tell everybody. Mr. Lee Williams said it best. You just can't give up. Alright. I can't give up. Yes. I can't give up now. You see, I've come. come. I've, I've come, come too, too far, far to turn around. turn around now. Can I say it again? One more time. I can't give up. I can't give up now. You see, I've come. I've come too, too far to turn around now. Sometime while on this journey, Sometimes it get all rocking with pain. Yes, yes, yes. But I know all of my work, all of my work, all of my work down yes. here. Yes, yes. Won't be in vain. Yes, yes, yes. I'm glad I got a few more. Few more rocks. Yes, yes. Few more rivers. But one day, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. Top of the hill. Lord, I come. I come too far to turn Myself standing at the crossroads in my life, standing there just wondering which way, which way should I turn? Seems like every time I turn to my right side, I find trouble, confusion. Misunderstanding. Misunderstanding. Hallelujah. That's already on my right side. Mm. Did I turn to my left side? Find out somebody's sick. Somebody's in the hospital. Somebody's unpassed and gone on. Every time I look, I see him.
just have to fold my arms, sit down somewhere and just moan. But I begin to take inventory. Yes, yes. Over my life. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Turn around and I look back. I see all the hills. All the mountains. Yes, yes. All the valleys. All the valleys. God has already brought me over. Yes, yes. That makes me know. Uh-huh. That makes me know. God bless you. God bless you. I believe you can do a whole lot better than that. Was that not wonderful? Come on, let's let's give God some praise in here. To God we give the glory. Thank you, my brother and my sister. Thank you. To God we give the glory. Great things. I know he's doing in you all's lives. I want to, before I move on, I want to say thank you to Reverend Brenda Richardson for reading our New Testament scripture. And also thank you to Reverend Peyton C. Reverend Richardson read our Old Testament scripture and Reverend Peyton read our New Testament scripture and prayed that most thoughtful prayer. To God we give the glory great things he is doing. I want to remind us to keep your masks on. Remember that you are to keep social distancing and just remember that we are here because we're here to honor this young life, Miss Ayanna Pfeiffer. We're, gonna, um, we're honoring her life. But I'm going to invite the following to come to get one of these mics and give your words of tribute. And I have the names of the individuals who are going to come one at a time. Shanathia Akins. I hope I pronounced that correctly. And Shadia White. And reading a poem is Reese. Come to this mic. Put your hands together and give God some praise as they come. I want you to remember as well that um, we're asking you to keep your remarks to two minutes or less. Um, we do have to continue these services um, at Beatty Sport Memorial Garden. So we want to make sure that we get there in a timely manner. So those who are giving remarks, just remember two minutes or less. Thank you. Um, Zayana, or Mapute, as I call her, was my niece. Since a very young age, Pooh showed the world that she was a force to be reckoned with. She was only the baby for a short period of time, but quickly showed us that she could adapt to being the big sister that CQ needed. We were constantly reminded of how bright and ready for the world she was. I used to be so amazed at how independent she was around the house. And then when she sprouted up like a beanstalk, she really didn't need no help. Pooh was always eager to learn, up for the new challenge and willing to work, whether it be book work, physical work, she was ready to tackle it. 
so crafty at a young age, just like her mom. I used to say, look at little Keisha. She had a knack for fashion early on as well. Dress up was an all-time favorite for her and Tamara. And I would just sit and watch. Boy, did she love putting on a show. So to watch her get older and start to put her own little things together was just amazing. When she was younger, she was a little rough around the edges. Coming home dirty, knees out of her pants from getting it in. <laughs> but then we finally got the girly poo. Sayana was a phenomenal dancer as well, learning all the new dances and teaching them to everybody in the house. She thought she could show me how to dance. She didn't know I didn't have no rhythm. She gave up. <laughs> the love and the time that she took with the babies was something also most special about her. Most kids her age wouldn't have time for fussy babies, but not my poo. I knew she was too good to have forever because she was definitely one of God's sent children for sure. I just want to say out loud so that she can hear that we're all really going to miss you. And I thank you for the time and the love and the laughter that you gave all of us. To everyone who came to pay their respects to her, keep Keisha in your prayers. Keep Juan in your prayers. Keep Sin-Q in your prayers, as well as all her other siblings that loved her deeply during these trying times now and the ones to come. She did so much in so little time, and for that, Pooh, we thank you. You definitely made an impact on all our lives. In closing, I want to say that we're all going to have to dig deep and trust that God just had better plans for our baby girl than we did. We love you then, we love you now, and we love you forever. Miss Diana Lynette Pfeiffer. Good morning. Okay, I wrote a poem, and it's entitled, An Angel Never Dies. The lungthen say I wasn't born, there's something stopped my heart. I felt each tender hug and kiss, squeeze you gave me. I've loved you from the start, although my body you can't hold. It doesn't mean I'm gone. This world wasn't worthy of me. God chose that I moved on. I know the pain that draws your soul, which you are forced to face. You have my word I embrace. You hear that it wasn't meant to be. God doesn't make mistakes. But that doesn't soften the blow. I make your heart not ache. I'm watching over all of you. Please do believe when I say to you that I'm always there, there will come a time I promise you, and you will hold my hand, stroke my face, and kiss my cheeks, and you will understand that I love you. I always have, and I'm your angel, and an angel never dies. When I um, got the call for this assignment, 
I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to do it because this is a very hard assignment. I said I need to pray and seek God on what I need to say. This poem is called, I'm Sorry. I'm sorry I didn't say goodbye. And I know you have a thousand questions to the reason why. I didn't want to leave, but I didn't know how to stay. And I'm sorry it ended this way. I wish I could have told you what was going on in my mind. But when you're suffering in silence, you lose track of time. When you're a child, life should be happy and carefree. And most of the time, it was, but not always for me. I tried to keep a smile and hold the pain in, but I couldn't take it anymore, and suicidal thoughts began to win. Mama and Daddy, I'm sorry. I know this cuts you to your core. I didn't want to leave you. I just didn't want to hurt anymore. To my brother, I loved you more than you'll ever know. And while I was alive, my love, I did show. Please don't blame yourselves. There was nothing you could do. I want you to continue to trust God and keep on pushing through. Death isn't final. It's really not the end. If you believe in God, you'll see me again. This is to my loved ones, my teachers, and also my friends. Thank you so much for each person that has stood behind this mic and gave your words of tribute. We appreciate all of the wonderful things that you have said today. Um, it means so much to this family. I have um, a resolution here that I, not a resolution, it's actually a letter from Alma Adams um, from the 12th Con Congressional District. She says, Dear Mr. Juan Mason and Ms. Keisha Pfeiffer and the Mason and Pfeiffer families, I was extremely saddened to learn of the passing of your loved one, Princess Ziana Lynette Pfeiffer, a devoted daughter, granddaughter, niece, cousin, and friend to all. The citizens of the 12th Congressional District of North Carolina and I join in expressing heartfelt condolences to the Mason and Pfeiffer families as you mourn the passing and celebrate the sweet life of Ms. Ziana Pfeiffer. Today, we remember your dear daughter who had such a promising future. Ziana was an amazingly talented sixth grader and wise beyond her years. She was an adorable, loving, and outgoing little girl who deeply loved her family. Although I did not personally know Ziana, the legacy she has left is one of strength, commitment, and dedication that is seen every day through her family. Sa'ana will be deeply missed, but I pray that love, strength, and cherished memories of her will bring comfort during your time of bereavement. 2 Corinthians 5 and 8 reminds us to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. She is resting now with our Heavenly Father. Her legacy and love will remain with us forever. As you look to the days ahead, 
Trust and lean on the Lord for the comfort that only he can provide. To everything there is a season. Zion's life brought love, joy, and beauty to the many family, friends, and classmates throughout the community whose paths she crossed. While you celebrate her young life and cherish the memories you shared, take comfort in knowing she's gone from our sight, but never from our hearts. May she rest in peace. Sincere is sympathy and love, Alma Adams, member of Congress, North Carolina's 12th Congressional District. I'm going to give this letter over to this mother and this father, and you all can keep this letter um, from Alma Adams, and you can read it in days to come. I want to say thank you to each and every one of you who are here. Thank you for any way that you have assisted this family during this time of bereavement. This is a radical reversal for these parents. This is not the way that it really should be. But we are here today. And I wanna say thank you to you. If you sent a card to them, if you made a phone call, if you stopped by the house and brought some food, whatever you have done during this time of bereavement to assist this family, I just wanna say thank you to you on their behalf. I'm sure they're gonna thank you in a more tangible way in the future, but I want to say thank you to you for all that you have done to assist them during this time of bereavement. And I see um, dad has his hand raised and they join me as we say thank you to you. You don't know how much it means just to have a phone call, just to have somebody to stop by the house and bring a piece of chicken. You just don't know just how much that means. All of us at some time or other have experienced loss and we depend on our family and our friends to help us get through. But I wanna say this to you, that they've gotten a lot of phone calls before today. They've gotten a lot of people to stop by the house, people to send cards. But I wanna say to you, everybody that's in here, that tomorrow is gonna be a little bit more difficult. Do you hear what I'm saying? After we do the final goodbye at Betisport Memorial Garden, this family has to go back home. They're gonna need your cards. They're gonna need your phone calls. They're gonna need your texts, your emails, any way that you communicate, they're gonna need you to reach out to them because they're gonna need you more after today. So can we agree that we're gonna continue Come on, come on, I see you, I hear you. That's right, I hope you all feel the love in this building. These folk are here, they mean it, and they will continue after today to lift you all up. Amen, amen, thank you. But as I'm saying thank you, I wanna say thank you to our pastor, our senior pastor, Dr. Robert C. Scott, he's not here, but he sends his condolences. But I wanna say thank you to him for allowing this moment to happen today. I wanna say thank you even to our staff for everything that they have done. Come on, put your hands together for the staff. Come on, keep those hands together for our first impressions and for our ushers, our deacons. Those are the individuals who are back there at those iPads and they were checking you in. That's hard work. And so we wanna say thank you to them. Parking lot attendants, they help park your cars out there. Thank God for them. Yeah, be nice to them. <laughs> Amen. 
And you know what? I don't want us to forget this guy, I call him Schroeder, back here on this piano, Mr. Scott Gibson. Let's thank the Lord for him as well. Let's thank the Lord for him, the gift that God has given him. We thank God for him. But listen, I don't want to end these thanks without thanking Mr. Corey McFarland and the creative catering staff that's going to cook the meal for you all today. You all to thank them in advance. Come on, let's give God some praise. Come on, let's give God some praise in here because it's time for the word. Oh, we've had good singing. We've heard scriptures read and we've heard tributes. But now we need a word from the Lord. Anybody out there need a word from the Lord? Oh, come on. Does anybody need a word from the Lord? Well, I want you to know that there is one here who can bring the word. And he can deliver the word. He is Reverend James Burney. He is over community engagement here at St. Paul. He used to be the youth pastor, but he moved over. And we uh, allowed Mr. Peyton C., Reverend Peyton C., to come in. But he is a man of God. He can preach the word. Amen. He can preach the word and deliver the word. And I'm just delighted today to present him to some and introduce him to others. After the singing of our next selection, the next voice you will hear will be that of Reverend James Burney. Put your hands together and receive him as he comes today. church a little bit. Y'all want to do that? I know I got some help in here, though. Do me and Gwen got some help in here? We from New Hope, too, y'all. I done been over here before. There's some of y'all in here. We're going to try to keep it simple for you. All right. Trouble in my way. Trouble in my way. I have to cry sometimes. I have to cry sometimes. Trouble. trouble in my way. I have to cry sometimes. I have to cry sometimes. I lay awake at night. I lay awake at night. Lord, that's alright. Cause I heard him say, Jesus. Jesus, he will fix it. After
many of you know Jesus will fix it. No matter how bleak it looks, Jesus will fix it. Even in the midst of death, Jesus will fix it. After a while, truly we give honor to God today for our being here. We don't take it granted to our pastor, Dr. Robert Scott, clergy here, to this family, and you, the friends. We greet you in the only name that matters, and that's the name of Jesus. For it is because of who he is that we are here, and we don't take it for granted. I promise to not be before you long, but I believe there's a word today from the Lord, even in the midst of this tragic death of Zion. Will you go with me to the Lord in prayer? Gracious Father, we bless you now for all that you have done in this place. Father, we bless you, God, for the life of Ziana. We thank you, Lord, for blessing us with her for 11 years. We thank you for her spirit. We thank you, Lord, for all the footprints that she have left on our hearts. So, Father, we pray even now, God, that you would just speak to our hearts today. God, that you would give us a word, God, that would help us to focus on moving forward. We bless you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles, I'm going to ask that you would turn with me to Psalms 46. Psalms 46 and verse 1. Psalms 46 and verse 1. And it reads, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in time of trouble. God is our refuge and strength. A very, a very present help in time of trouble. Here we go again. A, long, a young life that is gone. This is the second funeral on this week where a young person we said goodbye to. And it makes it even more tough even on today. You see, it's great to see this crowd of people today who have assembled here to show support for the family of Ziana. This young girl would be pleased to know that we took the time out of our schedule just to come by to celebrate her life. And yet, as we sit here, I am sure that many of us still have questions. The natural flow of life is that a child will grow up and one day bury their parents and not the parents burying their child. And definitely not the parents today saying goodbye to their 11-year-old daughter under these circumstances. And yet, 
we are here, facing the reality of a young life gone. When my phone rang on that beautiful Saturday afternoon, I answered a call to a shaken voice of a young man that I know personally, a young man that it took a lot. It always takes a lot to break him down, but yet he was broken. He would go on to tell me that a little girl over by the church, the church was shot. He would tell me that I need to get over here right now. I asked him who, who was it? He said only that it was one of the kids from the complex. Well, me knowing a lot of the kids here in the complex, I, I began to try to process who could it possibly be. But he kept right on saying, he said, JB, you need to get over here right now. So I told him while I was a good distance away from Charlotte, I will be there as quickly as I can. And as I hung up with him, I called the pastor to alert him of what was going on. But I must admit in my mind, I began to think that perhaps this was a stray bullet. Perhaps this may have been another situation of somebody shooting and she just happened to be in the line of fire. In my heart to heart, I was beginning to process how can we stop all this violence that's happening in our community. But when I arrived here, when I arrived over in the community, I was literally blown away. I was blown away about who was shot and the impact that it has caused on our community. See, Ziana was a great spirited young lady. She was your young lady that came and helped me out when I needed help. For those that don't know, we had a clothing closet here at the church and we had enough clothes I know for a small department store. And we had to get those clothes out to get them back out to the community where they can get a hold of them in the midst of this pandemic. And I needed some help. So I called on Zach and Ben and they came to help me, but they brought their friend with them. And when they brought them with them, I said, okay, we're going to do what we can do, what we got. Little did I know that little Ziana would take charge. And she began to work like you would not believe. She began to get those clothes down off those racks and get them in the bag. And, and, and she was happy about doing it. That was my first real experience with Ziana. But she was a loving spirit person. But I must admit, when I got over here on that day, everybody was stunned, shocked. Kids was crying uncontrollably. Residents would only say they heard a gunshot. It came from the direction of the front of the church. And while I had so many questions at that time, my first concern was on these young people. See, these were the young people that Zai would play with day in and day out. These were the young people that she would have conversations standing outside. These were the young people that was broken, that was torn up, that didn't know what to do. And, and here we are. Almost two weeks later, we still shocked. We're still stunned and we're still questioning God. God, why Zion? And family, as you weather this situation, I want to let you know to please understand that God knows how you feel. You know, he'll be available to help you to work through all your grief, your emptiness, and your questions. See, we don't serve a God who's not afraid to answer our question. We don't serve a God who don't want us to ask questions. We don't serve a God who don't want us to ask the why, but rather we serve a God who stands by and he's ready to handle our situations. This is my seventh death in the past three months of somebody that I've known.
my biological families, my church family, and the community family. And while it's been difficult these past three months, the one thing that I have learned in all of this, that peace does not come as a result of our circumstances, but rather peace is the promise that no matter what we go through, God will always be available for us. No matter what situation we find ourselves in, even in the midst of death of this young lady, God will always be available unto us. And when we begin to seek peace today, I begin to wonder what message will, will Zayana give us as a result of this situation. So I begin to think about that and I begin to think perhaps the title of this message should be Zayana's message. And the first thing I believe she will help us to understand that God is our refuge. See, what happened to Zai is devastating. You know, it's not the natural order of things. Parents are not supposed to bury their children. And yet, here we are. And from all indications, Zayana appeared to be doing very well. From looking at her, no one saw the inward battle that she was going through. And while Keisha uh, and Zai was the best, had the best relationship between mother and daughter, you know, there was an unseen struggle that was going on within her. She appeared okay on the outside, but now we know that she was troubled on the inside. You see, Bazaar mirrors a whole lot of us. Many times we do the same things. We dress the part. You know, we walk the part. But the reality is that sometimes we're simply just hurting. You know, we hurt and we don't know how to handle our hurt. We heard him and we don't know how to handle our pain. You know, we look all nice on the outside, but deep down on the inside, there's a battle going on within us. Come walk with me and help me to make it plain. You see, most of us tend to approach things from the surface. When we see a nice looking vehicle roll down the road, we begin to look at the vehicle and we begin to be enticed about how the vehicle looked to us. We begin to say, man, I wouldn't mind having that vehicle. But here's what we don't do. We don't wait to look on the inside. We don't wait to raise the hood up of that vehicle and see what's going on. We don't wait to see the, the oil leaks down there. We don't wait to see the interior of the vehicle. But rather, we just look at the outside. And because we look at the outside and it looks good, we think it's all okay with us. See, we do the same things when it comes to our family and friends. We do the exact same things. We begin to look on the outside. We begin to look at uh, what's happening on the outside, and we don't consider what the struggles are on the inside. If our family could tell us that they're okay, you know, we said we're good with that. But how many of you know that not every okay is really okay? How many of you know that I'm doing fine doesn't really mean that they're doing fine? How many of you know that blessed and highly favored does not mean that there's a struggle going on on the inside? See, most of us are dealing with trauma even right now. We're dealing with trauma that we haven't even discussed with someone. And yet, we shrug it off because our society has painted in our minds that we, when we struggle, it's a sign of weakness. The very thought process that we also pass along to our young generation. And since we, as adults, are not truthful with our struggles, our children begin to mimic what's they see us do. Our children begin to deal with things in isolation now more than ever before. This pandemic has increased the chances of our young people being alone to sort out their own issues by themselves. 
Social media has increased the opportunity for bullying. It has increased the opportunity for the devaluation of our children. Young people are struggling with feeling inadequate. They're struggling with wanting to have what it appears other people have. They don't realize that not every picture they see on social media is the accurate depiction of what's really going on in our lives. See, social media has allowed itself to become an avenue of deception, pretense, and foolery. And parents, I would encourage you, don't be afraid to check on getting your child's business. Don't be afraid to dig down in there even when they don't want to. Don't be afraid to go up in that room and tell them to take this lock off this door. You don't own nothing here. Why? Because if we begin to do things like that, our children are going to be okay. Don't be afraid to be nosy. Don't be afraid to show up at the schoolhouse sometime. Don't be afraid to go out there when they're walking around in the street and hang out with them and their kids, their, their, their friends. Why? Because we love them. We want to make sure that they're safe. We want to make sure that they're okay. We want to make sure that nobody is giving them a hard time. Because when our children are hurting, we are hurting also. We're hurting also. Truth be told, many of us don't feel like we have an adequate resource to turn to when we're in trouble. We begin to feel like nobody cares. We feel like nobody will listen. We feel like it's not going to make a difference at all. Yet God has already told us no matter what we're going through, he'll never leave us nor forsake us. And as I stand here to say to some and remind others, you know, with God, you are never alone. With God, you are never by yourself. With God, loneliness will go away. You see, when we seek him, he'll provide that he'll provide directions to help us with our situation. See, God will become our refuge. Uh, he will be the source for us to retreat to when everybody else seems to be too busy or has counted us out. God will be there for us. Young people understand that no matter what you're going through, no matter what they're calling you at school, no matter how they're looking down at you, God is available unto you. He'll be there when they snug their nose up at you. He'll be there in the midnight hour when you're troubled. He'll be there for you when nobody else can be there. It does not matter how small the situation might be. Young people, you got to gotta look to God. No matter what the situation is, young people, you got to look to God. No matter how others are shrugging it off, young people, you got to look to God. Why? Because when we look to God, everything's going to get a little, better, a little bit better. When we look to God and seek his face, everything seems going to work itself out. See, because he promised to be there for us in our lonely time. He promised to never leave us or forsake us. He promised that he would hear our cry. He promised to be a shield and a buckler. He promised that he'll protect us when nobody else is around. We just need to call upon him. And not only will God be our refuge, but he'll be our strength in brokenness. God will be our strength in brokenness. See, we live in a time when many of us struggle to appreciate the beauty of our uniqueness. We have a tendency to dress up and act in a way that's acceptable unto others. Our talk changed to be accepted by others. Yet we fail to realize that the very people we're seeking to be accepted by are just as broken as we are. Yeah, our problem is we look for strength and affirmation in others instead of to our creator. Can I paint another picture for you? 
a story is told about a man who purchased a specially unique design watch. You know, and after some point in time, the watch got broken and it stopped working. So the man loved this watch so much he wanted to get it repaired. So he went out and he began to ask his friends, you know, who can repair my watch? And they began to give him references of people that could prepare this watch. See, this watch was unique. It was specially designed and made for him. Uh, and yet he was trying to get somebody to fix it. So after he began to look at the different places that was referred to him, he decided that he was going to take the watch back to the manufacturer that made the watch. And the reason why he wanted to take it back to the manufacturer that made the watch is because the watch, uh, that, that particular person knew all about the watch. He knew how it worked. He knew the, the, two, the, the, the different uh, parts of the watch. And when he opened up the watch, he knew exactly what was wrong. And he was able to fix the watch in the same day. And although he was able to fix the watch in the same day, when the man asked him how much was the charge, the, 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 the manufacturer told him there is no charge. The, the watch is still under warranty. And see, see, that's a word for us today. See, God sees us like priceless, uh, expensive merchandise that he have took the time to specially craft and build us up. See, it's God that made us. It is God that created us. It is God who knows all about us. See, my hair may not look like your hair. My nose may not look like your nose. My feet may not look like your feet because God designed me to be the person that I am. And because he designed me to be the person that I am, there's going to be some times in my life when I'm going to be broken. There's going to be some times in my life that I'm going to need to go and get some repair. There's going to be some times in my life when life is just going to shake me up and it's going to rattle me. And young people, when those times come in your life, when you don't know how to figure this thing out, I caution you to go back to your creator. Go back to the very one who made you. Go back to the very one who designed you. Go back to the very one who has kept you. Even in the midst of the storm you're going through right now. Why? When you go back and you take your brokenness to God, God knows how to fix it. God knows how to work it out. God knows how to make you. God knows how to renew you. God knows how to restore you back to new. Why? Because he's the one that made you. He's the one that designed you. He's the one that's been there for you. And I believe as I can tell us today, she'll tell us that you can find strength in your brokenness if you go back to God. You see, the struggles in life, they're real. If we're truthful, we are hurting even on here today. Young life, great spirited young lady, gone. And we're broken. No matter how much we praise God, no matter how much we lift up holy hands, we're broken. The pain is real. And because of that, we got to understand that we can't go back to business as usual. We must begin to show compassion like never before. Yeah, yeah. Our kids are dependent on it. Uh, our families are dependent on it. Our friends are dependent on it. We don't go back to business as usual. See, after what happened to Zion, we need to be taking honest inventory of ourselves. We really need to take an inward look at ourselves. You know, her death has awakened parts of us that we thought were healed. Yeah, it has awakened memories of other life experiences that we thought we had buried. Yeah, her death, the trauma of her death has a way of shocking us into an area that we thought we were strong in. Yet unhealed weakness and brokenness will always lie dormant until an opportunity comes for it to show up. And while it has shown up today, through death, 
we see the frailty of, of life and how we, life can change at the blink of, a while, of an eye. The reality of this 11-year-old dying tells us that on any given day, there goes us. In fact, tomorrow is not promised. In fact, the next hour is not promised. You know, there goes us. It reminds us that we are not exempt from the tricks of the mind. It reminds us that tomorrow will be another day, but we got to prepare for tomorrow on today. And yet we continue to walk around in brokenness. We walk around with shattered dreams. We walk around with broken promises. We show, we show the uh, pain from traumatic situations that our family tried to keep silent. Yeah, yeah, we carry battle scars from one relationship to the next relationship and we never heal. Yeah, there's feelings of being unloved. And yet at some point, we got to get tired of repeating the same old cycle over and over and over again. And yet we are here. But there is good news. The good news is we don't have to continue to walk around feeling weak and broken. We can find strength in the midst of our brokenness. I'm just crazy enough to believe that Zai, if she could speak her truth, she would encourage us to fight through our brokenness. Uh, many have encountered brokenness all throughout their life. And many have, have counted you out because they thought you had been through so much that you would not recover. But look at God. God has restored you. Yeah, family, and while Zai may not be with you, understand that God, Zai, that God will strengthen you. Young people, your peers may have labeled you less than, but God says you are more than. You are more than what they called you. You are more than what you wear. You are more than the clothes you put on. You are more than a pair of Jordan. You are, you are more than the names they call you. God said you're more than. He said you're greater than. He said you're the best of what he's created. And we got to learn to depend on him. See, God lets us know that his strength is made perfect in our weakness. It is his strength that can stand us up when we're grieving death. It is his strength that can carry us when it appears our hope is gone. It is his strength that will speak through us when others speak against us. See, God's strength is greater no matter what the situation we find in our life. So family, it is in our brokenness that God will show the impossible to us. It is in our brokenness that God will show up, family. So cry your tears. God ain't mad about your tears. Cry out to God, open up to God, and God will hear your cry. And I promise you that in the midst of your brokenness, God will strengthen you. So not only will God be a refuge, not only will God will strengthen us in our brokenness, but God will be our source to move forward. Yes, he will. God will be our source to move forward. See, moving forward from Zion's death is not something we thought about. You know, it's not something we thought about. Keisha, I know your pain is, her, is, is heavy, and you can't even think about what life is going to be without her. See, that was your best friend. That was your road dog. That was your girly girl. She was your friend. And one, I know that it's going to be difficult in the days ahead. Because you, you gleam just when you talk about her. Because she had that special place in your heart. So moving forward is going to be difficult. I'm sure that you've had a lot of people that have called on you in the past couple of weeks. And, and Gwen and Frank, I'm sure the community has shown so much love for you. 
more than what you saw prior to your granddaughter's death. And family, I'm sure that you have received countless of people from everywhere who are, you're not even close with that have showed up and offered their condolences. However, I'll caution you as we move forward, the calls may decrease. The number of visits may calm, slowly calm down. There's going to be some days when it's really going to get quiet. And one, your road trips are going to be a little bit different now. Returning home and realizing that Zai will not be there will cause some anxiety at times. Looking in her room will remind you of this all over again. But God will be there. Keisha, there's going to be some times when you're simply just sitting still and the tears are going to begin to flow just like right now. As you think about your daughter, as you think about your, friend, your, your best friend, your heart is going to ache. Yeah, but that's all right. God will be there. And family, as the holiday season approaches, it's going to hit you like a ton of bricks out of the blue. Uh, but just like out of the blue, when it hits you out of the blue, God will show up because he will be there to help you through these difficult times. So friends, it's during these times that these family is going to need you more than they have in the last couple of weeks. It is in the stillness of things that their minds will begin to think more about her. It is in the stillness of time that they will grieve the hardest. This little girl has left more of an in, a footprint on our lives than most of us even imagine. But you will not get the full effect until it gets quiet over the next couple of weeks, the months, and the years. But the good things about quietness is that when it gets quiet, you can hear God even the more. See, God's going to show up in your quietness, in your quiet hours, Keisha. God's going to speak to your heart and let you know that he has not left you. God's going to let you know that even in the midst of what you're feeling, he's right by your side. And every now and then, you're going to see a little bit of Zai in each and every one of us. When you look at your son, you're going to remember some things that Zai taught her, taught him. When you begin to look at your mom, you're going to begin to remember some conversation that they had with Zai. Because God's going to show up even in our, in our meekness. Our problem sometimes is, is that we want to uh, give God the surface stuff. We want to give God what's not real. But what God expects us is to give us, give him your true self. Give him the you that nobody else know. Give him all of that and he can take all of that, wrap it up, bundle it up, and he can do miraculous things in our lives. Yeah, we just got to learn to trust God even in the midst of moving forward. You see, God doesn't need our pretense that he that we give other people when we are true to him he will show up and he will help his children when we're true to him he'll come and see about his peeps when we're true to him he'll shift our brokenness into wholeness he'll take our broken pieces and fix them like brand new. When we're true to him, he'll begin to heal our broken heart. When we're true to him, he'll restore everything that the enemy tried to take from us when he took Zai from us. So family, I ask you to hold on today. Hold on to God's unchanging hand. Cry your tears like you want to. Cry out to God. Shout out to God. He can handle your pain. But when you call on the name of the Lord, when you call on the name of the Lord, when you call on the name of the Lord, trust me, he'll be your refuge. He'll be your strength. He'll be there to help you move through because God loves you. He cares for you. He knows your pain. He knows your disappointment. He knows all you're going through.
But when you call on him, when you call on the name of Jesus, when you call on the name of Jesus, he'll answer your cry by and by. Cry on, family. Celebrate her life because God is worthy to be praised in the midst of our pain. He's worthy to be praised in the midst of our grief. He's worthy to be praised in the midst of our disappointment. Sleep on, Zah. You've done your best. Sleep on, Pooh. You've done your best. Sleep on, Ziana. God has called you home. Take your rest. We'll take care of everything from here. Hallelujah. 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 God is our refuge and strength. A very present help. A present help. Not a help for later on, but a present help. No matter what your situation, a present help in the time of trouble. He'll come to see about you. How many of you believe, believe that on today? Can we give the Lord a hand of praise? I want to do something a little bit different. A little bit different today. See, because Zai's death is not one that we need to take for granted. But it's a time for us to think about where we are and what our relationship with God is. See, all this pain that we're going through right now and thinking about Zai and who she was, I think the greatest thing we could do in honoring her is for those that do not know Christ to make a decision today to follow him. I don't know your situation. I don't know what your relationship with God is, but I believe God wants to do some, some miraculous things in your life. You are broken. You've been trying to fix this thing. You've been trying to go here and there to fix it. Adults, you've been trying all other sources to make you feel happy, to make you feel glad. And everything you tried has been temporary. You get a high right now, but in about a few hours, it come right back down. And that's because what you've given is, is temporary. God wants to offer you something so much greater, so much greater than temporary happiness. So I want to open the doors of the church. And I'm not even asking that you join St. Paul. I really don't care. But I am asking that you join the body of Christ. And wherever you want to go to be in fellowship at a church, go ahead. But I want you to make a decision today. If you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I'm inviting you to meet me down here at this altar. I don't care who's here. I don't care who's looking at you. The Bible said all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So if you're in here, I don't care how young you are. If you're in here and you want to make a decision to honor Zion with you making a commitment to God, we invite you to meet me here at this altar. Just tell the person on the aisles, excuse me, I got to go. I got to go. If that's you, we invite you. We invite you. We invite you. The hurt and the pain you're going through, you cannot make it, young people. You can't make it. 
unless you have a personal relationship with God. See, when, when God began to work on your heart, even in the balcony, when God begins to work on your heart, things will begin to change. But you need that connection. If that's you, I'm going to invite you to meet me here at this altar. Don't be afraid what somebody else is going to think. I know you might have been in the streets last night doing some things. You ain't. Matter of fact, you was there this morning. God don't care about that. Even when you came into church, you cursed somebody out. God don't care about that. He wants you to make a decision today. If that's you, I ask you to meet me here at this altar. We want to pray with you. We want to talk with you. We want to make sure that you're good. Will there be one that step out? Perhaps you're in pain like never before. And it's a pain that's unexplainable because of the death of God. If that's you, we want to pray with you right where you are. But we're going to ask that you would stand that we might pray with you. If you're going through some things right now and you need prayer, stand right where you are. And we want to pray with you. We simply just want to pray with you. We want to pray that God will cover you. We want to pray that God will keep you. We talk about being real and being open where we are. Being open with God and being truthful with God where you are. Be truthful today. If you need prayer, if you are going through some things, I don't care what it is, that's between you and God. But we want to pray for you. We want God to touch your heart. We want God to reassure you that everything is going to be all right. Wherever you are, stand right where you are so that we might pray with you. Will there be others that be bold enough to say, God, I need you right now. This pain is so hurtful. This pain is so real. I don't know how I'm going to figure this thing out. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. In fact, God, I don't know how I'm going to make it through this evening. But God, I need you. Will you stand and will you begin? Will you stand? Will there be others all over this church, all in the balcony? Be real with God today. Be real with God today. Be real with God. God already knows what you're going through. He already knows your pain. He just wants you to be real. He just wants you to reach out to him. Will there be others today? Will there be others? Be real. Be real. You know you. God speaking to your heart right now, asking you why you won't get up. Be real with God. I don't care if you're not saved or not. Be real with God. Be real with yourself today that we might pray for you. Will there be others? Will there be others? Let us pray. Every head bow, every eye close. For those that are not standing, we ask that you would just, just pray with us. Pray for our brothers and sisters as we go to the Lord in prayer. Let us pray. Gracious Father, we thank you for the life of Ziana. We thank you for her spirit. We thank you, Lord, for her love. We thank you, Father, for how you blessed us to be a part of her life for 11 years. God, we thank you, Lord, for how you touched us, how you have her, God, to be a vehicle, God, that will put, draw more people unto you today, God. We pray, oh, Heavenly Father, God, that you would touch the hearts of those that are standing here today, that are bold enough to say, I need God in my situation that are bold enough to recognize that they can't make it without prayer they are bold enough to be honest with themselves where they are right now god lord god your people are hurting your people are broken your people are shattered they're going through some turmoil right now god that they don't understand oh father we pray right now in the name of jesus god lord that you would touch keisha god that you would touch one lord that you would help them to see god that even in the midst of this god you have not left them god 
God, oh, that prayer, their hearts might be heavy, God. But God, you, you somebody that can carry that weight, God. You somebody that can bring them through. You somebody that can comfort them, God, in the midnight hour, God. Oh, pray, God, we pray. Lord, that you would touch them. Give them the reassurance, God, to know, God, that you have not left them, God. Oh, God, these people that are standing all over this sanctuary, going through different situations, going through brokenness, going through heartache, God, going through job loss, going through all kinds of situations, God, that only you know about. Father, we pray right now, God. Touch them, God. Move in their hearts, God. Assure them, God, that you are their refuge and strength, God. God, that you are present help, God. Lord, not tomorrow, God, but right now, God. Let them know, God, that you can help them through their situation. You can help them through their turmoil. You can help them through their disappointment. Let them know, God, that you are still God. You sit high and you look low and you come to see about your children. Father, we bless you today, God. We bless you for them, God, for their boldness. We bless you for them, God, on today. Lord, that they recognize, God, they need you. So, Father, we pray, God, minister to their spirits, God. Minister to their hearts, God. Hold back the hand of the enemy, God, that he may not devour them, God. Oh, God, we thank you for what we know you're going to do. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Come on, can we give the Lord a hand of praise? I want to say this. If you're in here and you want to make that decision to allow Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, and as you're going out, if that's you, you see one of the ushers here, you see one of the deacons here, see one of us, let us know. Let us know. We'll walk with you. We'll help you in that decision on today before you leave here. Amen. Amen. Can we give the Lord a hand of praise? Come on, you can do better than that. Let's give God some praise. Let's give God some praise for Reverend Bernie. Did he bless the house today? I pray that this word has helped you. Please remain in your seats because we're going to dismiss in an orderly way today. We're on our way to Beatty's Fort Memorial Garden. I want to invite the funeral directors to come now as we prepare to leave this room. We're going to um, allow the family to be dismissed first, and then the ushers will come, and the ushers will dismiss you row by row. They will start in the front and go to the back. Can we do that today? We're going to do this in an orderly fashion. Amen. To God we give the glory. Dr. Well, excuse me, I said that prophetically. Reverend Bernie has given us a word today, and um, he's invited some of you to have a relationship with Christ. But I want to say to you, sometimes we need, along with our relationship with God, we need mental health counselors. If you need somebody to talk to, I have a list of names of mental health counselors who are here um, that can talk to you, that I can share with you. So give me a call any day, Monday through, through Thursday, um, here at the church, 704-334-5309, extension 107, 704-334-5309. There's nothing wrong with sitting down talking to somebody. Amen? Amen. We're ready to go. We're going to ask um, the ministers to come with me. We're going to um, walk out um, first. We'll proceed um, 
the congregation and the family. So we will walk out first at this time. Let us be dismissed in just a moment. We need some flower ladies, some ladies who want to carry the flowers. They need you. And we also need some pallbearers. So please follow the directions of our funeral directors. Pallbearers at the back of the church. Flower ladies, come here and help get these flowers. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also.